Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Dr. Q Moyad. He has had an amazing life filled with lots of trials and tribulations. And he is a spiritual uh, activist and just a seeker. And he's had uh, a near-death experience. And he had this done, an Indian palm leaf reading. That's what we're talking about today. So that started the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute and just his desire to bring this wisdom to the Western world. And this is a wild, wild healing modality that not a lot of people have heard of. Imagine that they could take your thumbprint and they could figure out uh, what's going to happen to you. They could give you a reading based on what is on your thumbprint, like Imagine there are people like hundreds of years ago that knew what were going to happen to you before you were even here. I'm going to have him explain it because he does it so eloquently. It was really a fascinating episode. I heard him on my friend's podcast, The Skeptic Metaphysicians. If you need another spiritual podcast, I would definitely check them out. They are awesome. And I just knew I had to have him on. So um, I hope you... If you're an astrology lover, you're going to love this episode. If you just want to find another healing modality and you just love, you know, you're a spiritual seeker, like you need to listen to this. And I hope you feel inspired to want to have your own Indian palm leaf reading. So here is Dr. Q. Hope you enjoy him. No worries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Q, what are palm leaf readings? Well, hello and namaste, Davina. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today so that I can uh, share this ancient and powerful wisdom of Indian Palmer readings uh, with your divine healing tribe. Um, my name is Dr. Q and I'm the founder of the Indian Palmer Reading Institute. And that is a term that I created when I realized that most people in the West, actually almost everyone in the West has no clue what it is that we do. Uh, no one in India calls Indian Palmer reading Indian Palmer reading. I created it so people have a hopefully better understanding of what it is Indian, so they know it's connected to India, palm leaf, so they hopefully understand that it has to do with palm leaves, nothing to do with your the hand, the palm of your hand or tea leaves or so, and yet I still get many messages asking me to read their palm, and then I need to reply to them saying, please read what it is that we do, and then get back with us, and reading that it has something, something to do with a reading on a palm leaf. But in India, they call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology, just to use a couple terms here, as Nadi actually has several meanings, many meanings, as a matter of fact, but just a few um, uh, here, so that hopefully makes sense to you what it is that we do. Nadi means leaf. Nadi also means seeker, the person who seeks the message written on a leaf. Nadi also means pulse, you know, the human human life, representing life. Uh, And last but not least, it also means the exact moment in time when the message is divulged to the seeker, hence Nadi reading or Nadi astrology. The reason why we say astrology to it is because part of the reading uh, relates to Vedic astrology. And Vedic astrology is the new term, if you wish, for the past few decades uh, for Indian astrology or Hindu astrology as the um, we use symbols that relate to astrology on the leaf itself it's not an astrological reading it's a nadi reading nonetheless how the stars are and the planets have an impact on us so they play a role in the reading as well so that's in a nutshell now history of it 
is uh, there is no written records of any of this. So it's all passed on through word of mouth that two to 3,000 years ago, so a long time ago, some Maharishis, Maharishi means great sage, mm -hmm. sat down in meditation, uh, asked for help to Hindu gods that they know, knew of, Shiva, his wife Parvati, Ganesha, their son, uh, Vishnu, and so forth. And through their power and help, they were able to tap into the Akashic records, download the message, and then have them written on palm leaves, hence wow. Indian palm leaf reading. Now, what they did at that time, of course, there was no paper, so they needed to figure out a way to preserve uh, the information, and they used what they had in, in, in abundance in southern India. We're talking big palm trees, way bigger leaves than um, my California friends are used to, <laughs> as, they, as uh, you would cut them into pieces of about... I don't know. Uh, I brought I brought a bundle here for you to have a look at. Oh, wow. um, they're about ten inches long, give or take, or twelve, something like that. And they're uh, about an inch or so wide. For those of you thinking in centimeters, is about I don't know twenty twenty five centimeters long, about two three centimeters wide, and very thin, of course, because it's it's a leaf. Right. And they etched the information using a sharp tool. Again, there is no ink involved of any kind. They just used a very sharp tool which you can now visit, uh, see when you visit um, Nadi um, uh, palm leaf libraries, if you wish. These sharp tools etched the information onto a fresh leaf. And when the leaf dried up, the message came through. So perfectly biodegradable, if you wish. And then uh, these, when these leaves dry up, they're very brittle. That means they would crack easily. So they had to figure out how to preserve them for centuries and centuries in our case, already millennia. So what they did is they used the bark of the tree at the time and created a book, also known as a bundle. And this is a bundle that I'm showing you now in the video, uh, Davina. Of course, this is a, 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 a mock-up for now, right. <laughs> but none, nonetheless, um, that's how things were. And in reality, that's how things are now too. Nothing has really changed. When it comes to Nadi readings, the process is the same, the way they're stored is the same, all of that remain the same over the millennia. So that is the saga. There were hundreds of Maharishis that wrote messages, but 18 of them, and again, for you, I brought a little picture so you can see the main 18 Maharishis and the guy in the center of this little picture that I brought with me from India, Believe it or not, I do go to India quite often, uh, which you can find in temples um, around the hub of Nadi readings. 18 of them are considered to be the main Maharishis. And the guy in the center with the pot belly, that name, his name is Agastyar. He wrote the most leaves, and so he's revered as being the main Maharishi for Nadi readings. Then um, how were they stored now? They're stored in archives and libraries. And when you think of archives and libraries out there, I presume you think of uh, a, an institution of some sort of building that is a temperature controlled security guards, right. water yeah. dispensers and stuff <laughs> that is far from uh, the reality of it because we're talking India. <laughs> and uh, it's in reality, there are hundreds if not thousands of these little libraries primarily run by individuals, by families. And they are a hole in a wall library, really. That's what the reality of it is. 
and they are, um, you know, there is dust in it and maybe rats and, you know, you name it, That's it's India after all. And there is no registry of any kind. There is no computer system involved at all. So we do not know how many libraries are out there and how many bundles we have. But I can already tell you, having done this for 10 years now, we're talking millions of leaves, millions and tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of bundles, real ones that is. Uh, even though I'm a big India lover, uh, I also have to be honest uh, with everyone out there. Most regrettably, a lot of fake stuff is going on too. And right. they just love the tourists to come and they sell them a reading for God knows how much money. And in reality, they have no clue what they're talking about. Yeah. So you really, you cannot just fly to India and, and have a reading thinking that uh, that's the, the real deal. Hmm. Far from it. You really need to seek the real authentic Right. Ethical leaders. There are, of course, there are, absolutely, but it's not like you walk in and boom, they, uh, they appear. Now, right. the, the hub is in the state called Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu is the southernmost state of India and is a universe of its own because it's the only state in India that does not speak the common language that India shares, it's, uh, that is known as Hindi. Mm -hmm. They only speak Tamil. So even an Indian traveling to Tamil Nadu is a foreigner because they don't speak the language. Okay. And if a Tamil goes outside of Tamil Nadu, they're a foreigner too, because then they would need to revert to the universal language known as English. In India, we call it English, heavy accented Indian English. That is how Tamils communicate with the rest of India. But also Tamils are very proud to say that they are the original India. It's the oldest part of India. The rest came later. And it's, I would say, also the most... Uh, spiritual part of India. There is no state in India that has more temples than this one state. And it's kind of like the shape of California, give or take, as it is a coastal state. It's elongated with one difference. It's on the east coast as well. California is on the, on the west coast, and it has twice as many people living in it. So we're talking 85 million people that live in this one state alone. Wow. Uh, so that is a little bit about the geography. And my, our office uh, is in the central parts of that state, very close to what everyone agrees on being the hub, the birthplace of Nadi readings. And that would be a town called Vaitishvaran Koil. It's a small town. There is a temple there too. And we got a bunch of readers in that little town as well. And our office is you know, not far away uh, from there. So that's a little bit of geography and a little bit of history for you. Now, um, how come a white guy, for those of you uh, that cannot <laughs> see the video, just hear the voice, how come a white guy does something that is intrinsically Southern Indian? Well, obviously, I had a reading myself 10 years ago, and like many other people, most other people, mm -hmm. I also carry my cross, and my cross in life is health. I've been in hospital more than most, I know that. And hopefully my voice reflects um, life and the enthusiasm for life. Uh, somehow disguising, somewhat disguising that I went through a lot of pain, wow. I should say. And I'm still in pain now too, but at least I'm not in hospital. So when I was in, uh, in hospital 10, 11 years ago for a major virus scare threat, which impacted my heart, which caused me to have myocarditis, which means an in inflamed heart muscle, which means death if you don't take care of it. Um, and I had water in my heart sack and pneumonia and water in my lungs, you name it. So I ended up in the ICU uh, again in hospital. So when they rushed me into the ICU, I thought to myself, man, I don't understand what the hell is going on here. I've been in hospital so much in my, throughout my life. And that is when I connected the dots. My girlfriend at the time came to me 
uh, visited me in the ICU and she said, you know what, there's still pulmonary feeding. And I said, what is that? She said, well, I told you about this already uh, a year ago or so, but apparently you weren't ready to hear it. Uh, that is when you can clean your karma. And I'm a sucker for anything spiritual. You can rest yeah. assured. I've been to John of God several times, you know, who's maybe the most famous medium in the world in Brazil. I've been to shamans in the Amazon. I've done Reiki uh, healing stuff. Oh my God, I've done it all. Really, I have spent a lot of time, money, energy in just exploring what's out there out of a natural interest. And all of this started when I was 16 years old. I'm a white guy, as I said, my mom's Austrian, she's European. So she's blonde and white, my dad's Persian. So I, I lived in Iran, we had to flee the country. I was um, I raised very wealthy with servants, you know, my dad was very wealthy. Oh, but overnight in 19... 19- oh my gosh, you're Persian yes, I know. too. Uh, are you Persian? There you go. Yes, I'm Persian. Salam khanam jan, bali, yaram buzur shirin. And so, um, we had to flee the country because my father's family is uh, are not Muslim, they're Baha'i. So we know um, we would have all been uh, killed, tortured, imprisoned. We had to flee the country. And so overnight we fled to Austria because my mom was Austrian. And uh, that's when life changed dramatically come from a lot of money to no money at all. My mom became breadwinner. So that's 1979. So I do know how it feels to have money, but I also know how it feels to have absolutely no money at all and, um, and struggle. And uh, some of you might be, might be uh, mature enough to remember the biggest nuclear catastrophe that has happened till this date and that's called Chernobyl. Mm. Chernobyl at the time, 1986, April 86 that was, um, was at that time part of uh, the USSR, which doesn't exist anymore. Now it's in the Ukraine and uh, we all know that Ukraine is a uh, troubled nation, has been throughout uh, history too. So in 1986, that nuclear um, reactor uh, blew up and the nuclear cloud, the waste traveled of more than a thousand kilometers and dumped its waste over Central Europe. And Vienna, Austria is in Central Europe. And that is how I then ultimately got cancer and ended up in hospital between my age of 16 and 19. So a long, long time, I was an inpatient for six months, which is a long time, I'm telling you. Um, I had more than a thousand needles in my veins and chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, you name it, the whole nine yards. Uh, so at 16, I said, God, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Why me? Why am I being exposed to this? But then three years later, when I was uh, released, I said, God, why me? I mean, how come I survived? And the poor buggers that I shared the room with, right. quite a few of them did not. You know, I saw a lot of people die. I saw people die in the revolution in Iran, and I saw people die in the hospital. So I said, God, why me? And that is the beginning of my uh, own personal journey of um, piercing the veil, because I realized there's got to be something that's bigger than meets the eye. There's got to be, you know, there's got to be. So uh, throughout the past um, several decades that will, that now gives away my age, I guess, um, I tried to just learn more. That's why I did all the things that I did. So I'm a sucker for anything spiritual. I really am. And uh, the, the deeper you go into the rabbit hole, the more you realize, oh my God, there is no end of it at all. It just gets more and more uh, crazy and, um, and fascinating at the same time. And that is an ultimately why I was very open to get a reading done, which I did, and that blew my mind. And I don't say it lightheartedly, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking about it 10 years later. Uh, blew my mind as um, a lot of things were told to me, which of course I thought that's nonsense. Why, why me? Uh, right. One of the things is the reader told me at the time, oh, you're gonna bring this to the West. And I thought he's kidding me because I'm a white guy, you know, I have nothing to do right. with India. And yet here I am 10 years later talking about it and having uh, created the first, the biggest, the authentic um, ethical 
Nadi Reading Institute, we call it Indian Palm Reading Institute. In the West, we have an office in India, of course, because everything happens in India, but in order to make it easy for folks, we're established in the US, of course, registered in the US, banking is in the US, everything's in the US, but the actual physical work and office is in India. And I do not live in India, I, I, I do not, um, but um, I do have to go to India all the time. And so uh, that is a little bit of um, about me, so people understand why a white guy is doing what he's doing. And uh, the institute has become so much bigger than me, I should say, um, that um, now we support an, an orphanage, you know, with every reading that uh, we conduct, we support my Indians. I promise them, I personally make no money, by the way, you should know that too. So I donate my, my energy, my time, my life to help uh, make this um, a world a better place, one reading at a time. Uh, I have a real job outside of this, believe it or not. So it's, um, I do not know how I can manage two real full-time jobs, but somehow I do okay. until I get my heart attack and then I know it's done and I need to slow down. And that's a little bit of a joke too, of course, but I'm telling you, it's, it's not so easy to juggle it all. But at the time when we started, I was fascinated and I told my Indians, you know what, I'm going to help you establish a real authentic ethical place, a safe place for people to get a reading done. Uh, online so they don't have to go to India and um, and I know because I'm a traveler I've been to well over 100 countries in my lifetime uh, when I first had a reading and I shared this experience with my friends and family they all wanted to get a reading done because they were all fascinated by it and I said wow cool let's go to India and that is when I realized that most western people will never go to India period that's just the reality of it to a small minority, India is a magnet. They want to live there, you know, spend time in an ashram, you name it. But for the vast majority of Western people, India is a no-go zone. And that is how we said, can we do it online, maybe? And, and they said, sure. And then when I was uh, in the call as well to help, you know, friends and family, I realized they don't understand the Indian accent. So I had to retranslate into English, English, all the English that was uh, used in the readings. And since I've done a lot of uh, personal spiritual search and uh, growth, I intrinsically understood my, when I had my reading, my reading. So I helped my, my friends and family to understand their reading too. And out of that you know, original work, the position of a moderator came about. So in our institutes, there are three people. There's a lot of people that help every single person with their reading. The reader who only speaks Tamil, and of course he's the main guy. And they're only men, by the way, that's the reason why I can easily say he. Uh, they uh, they can find your bundle, then read it to you. So that's uh, it's called a reader. Next to him sits an interpreter in, my, in an office. An interpreter interprets Tamil to English. Uh, but of course, they all are Indians and hence have um, some sort of a thicker Indian accent. And to most Western people, it might take some time to adjust to their accent. And that's the reason why we have a moderator, a Western person that I personally trained myself to hold your hand from the very beginning to the very end, not only to repeat things so that you understand it, but also understand the deeper meaning of your reading. Uh, now that is, a, that was a little bit about our institute as well. And now we're, um, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. And um, the process is of course very important too, hasn't changed in millennia, so still the same process. It doesn't matter if you're in India or if you do it with us online. Mm -hmm. What happens is um, it's a three-step process, mm -hmm. three. In order to get rolling, we would need to have your thumb impression. The reason being, again, you're gonna think 3000 years ago, very smart people at the time, when they wrote these leaves, they said, how can we make sure that the, the message right. for whom it's written is actually 
received by the person. So they connected it. And at the time, people couldn't read or write, correct? I mean, that's, um, yeah, well, they needed to use something that's non-written. And so they connected it with your thumbprint. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? And it still works today. Now, when you're male, you would submit your right thumbprint. When you're female, you would submit your left thumbprint. It has to do with Hinduism and with karma, the way they see uh, male and female energies. So you submit it. The reader then looks at your thumbprint and identifies your category name. There are 108 different thumbprint category names. And based on that, he then goes in a physical search for a bundle or a book. Bundle or book means a uh, where leaves are contained that carry your thumbprint category name. What they do is they put similar souls, similar leaves into one book, one bundle, and they're then stored uh, in one of the many, many archives across primarily Southern India in Tamil Nadu. And um, the reader goes and looks for them. So it's a physical act. There is no computer involved. There is no register of any kind. So he either walks, you know, if it's in the same town or hops on his uh, bicycle or moped mm -hmm. or, or a public bus to go to the next town or whatever. So it takes a while. On average in our institute, it takes six to 16 weeks. So you got to be a little patient. Mm -hmm. uh, don't forget, Nadi means the exact moment in time when the message is delivered to you, not a day before, not a day later. So patience <laughs> is a virtue. Whatever it happens, it happens. Uh, and after a while, you know, it could be a week too. Of course it could be, but we do not know. But so for argument's sake, we say six to 16 weeks. Uh, he brings back a couple bundles where he believes your individual leaf is contained. And he pulls out 90% uh, of the time. I mean, that's mind blowing. Out of the thousands of possible bundles, 90% of the time, first time, the right bundle and brings it back to the office. That's the search part. And once the bundles are in our office, we will send you an email saying, congratulations, we found your bundles. Then you set up a time for the matching and the reading. That will be step two and step three. Step two and step three happen in one session and takes about three, three and a half hours, give or take. Matching means, and we do it over Zoom um, so that you don't have to go to India. That's the whole purpose of this institute, providing you uh, an authentic ethical reading from the comfort of your home, as we call it. And so uh, the matching means the reader in our office in India, you're connected via Zoom, next to him sits the interpreter and, and, and a separate Zoom uh, room is the moderator, the person who helps you from the beginning till the end. He opens up the bundle and looks at the leaf and then reads out to you a statement, not a question, a statement, because every leaf in that book or bundle belongs to a soul who is similar to you because you share the same thumbprint name. So reads out the statement to you. For example, you are married. If you're married at the time of the reading, the matching, you say yes. If you're not married, you say no, because that's not you then. As long as you say yes to a statement, he stays on the leaf and goes deeper and deeper and deeper. But if you say no, obviously that's not you. He flips over to the next leaf. That is how, uh, in general, the system works. It would be awesome if it were super easy, but it's not because the leaves are written in ancient Tamil, known as Granta. Mm -hmm. That language doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of like modern Greek and ancient Greek. A modern Greek person does not read, write, or understand understand ancient Greek. They have to go to uh, university and study it. The same thing for a reader. A reader needs to really study for quite a long time to be able to read ancient Tamil. And all these, um, uh, and the Tamils are very proud to say that ancient Tamil, Granta, is possibly the oldest 
written language in the world, even older than Sanskrit. But of course, us being Persians, we might say, well, maybe Persian it is. So either way, it is one of the oldest written languages um, there is. Ancient, ground, ancient Tamil known as Granta. Two, it's written as a poem, not in prose. That would be um, so fantastic if it were, but it's not. So it's a poem. Uh, three, it's written uh, in a symbolic way. So we use a lot of code. Hence, it takes the reader quite many years to become a real reader, about seven years, give or take, uh, to then be able to decode this ancient dead language written as a poem to us. And to make things just a little more complicated, Tamil and ancient Tamil both are syllabic languages. Unlike all Western languages, including Persian, are letter-based, A, B, C, D. Tamil is not. Uh, neither is uh, ancient Tamil. So it's kind of like um, Chinese Mandarin. If we converted the sounds of Tamil into Western alphabet, it's, it's uh, 240 plus letters. Um, so that's uh, quite mind blowing. Given uh -huh. all the complexities of it, then the reader starts asking, not asking, uh, reading out statements. And if they match with you, you say yes, and he stays on it. If you say no, he moves on to the next one. When he finds your leaf, we call that match. He, the reader, who knows nothing about you. He only knows your gender, remember, when he submitted your left or right thumbprint and your thumbprint. That's all he knows. He will then read out to you. And that is, again, what the Maharishis made sure that you will accept that this is your leaf because that's something you can verify. He will read out to you, written on the leaf, and that's the mind-blowing part, your first name, your mother's first name, your father's first name, your date of birth, time of birth, week of birth, partner if you have one, partner's name, kids if you have any gender, and siblings if you have any, and gender. It's mind-blowing, I'm telling you. You know it's you, period. Now, you can imagine me when I was told, uh, and I don't speak Tamil, I speak some words now, but really uh, far from even being conversational in Tamil, because it's delivered to you in a, um, a sing-song way. Because the, and they're trained to do that too, the readers, as the way they deliver the message is uh, carries healing faculties in it. That's how it sounds. And uh, he was like, it's like, holy moly, that's my father's name. I guarantee you he's never heard this name in his life before. So when when they tell you the name of your uh, your you know your name your, your your parents name and so forth it's just a quite an amazing experience and of course they said that's me yeah of course absolutely there there was no doubt about that and that's called match and once we find your leaf we match your soul to your leaf then you get the reading uh, the whole reason why we search for the bundles and then the match for, of the leaf to you is to finally get the the reading. Now the reading is very complex, very intricate and anything like you've ever experienced before in any other reading. So it's very important for me to tell you this is not sugar-coated, it's not. Mm. Uh, you're not, uh, uh, a reading is not here to make you feel good. It's not, it's here to give you a guideline. So there are very important points that somebody needs to embrace so that you understand and can utilize the reading to right. its max and I truly hope that you can because it's really here to help you, the individual, to create a better life for yourself. First and foremost, anyone can get a reading. Okay. You do not necessarily have to carry karma like I did or have a big cross like I uh, have with my health. It can be just curiosity or you need you're, you're, you want to get some um, help and direction. Any person can get a reading. 
uh, as long as you're 16 years of, uh, of age. So you need to be at least 16 because that's how we uh, consider a, a person to be mature enough to have a reading. And you can be as mature as 90 because when people uh, at age 90 to have a reading too, male, female, doesn't really matter. So 16 to however young you feel to get a reading done. It's here, the number one and only reason for reading, to keep it simple, is here to help you, the seeker, to create a better life trajectory for yourself. You get it? To help you create a better life trajectory for yourself. That is the number one aim. So after the reading, you then can work on your um, uh, on yourself to make this a better life for yourself. Your life is not set in stone. It cannot be because if it were, if your entire life was written on um, a leaf or was set in stone, that would make you and me a puppet. And I highly disagree um, um, being a puppet. I'm a total believer in, uh, in uh, free will and choice. We do have that. Whether I turn left or right, have tea or coffee, or do God knows what, I have choice. Whether I utilize it or not is again up to me because I got free will and choice. So the reading is here to show you a possible life trajectory from the moment you get the reading done until there is no more writing on the leaf, which could mean the end of your life, but not necessarily because creating a better life trajectory for yourself can also mean having a longer life if that is something you desire. For me, not necessarily, but to some people, a longer life is something that they desire. So that's um, in a nutshell. Then uh, it's based on three things you're reading, three things on your overall energies, not your mood on the day of the reading, your energies, which is very different. And according to our system, your energies change every six months. There could be a time period where there is no message written for you. There can be a time period where there is a message written for you to keep it simple. Two, it's based on Vedic astrology, of course, because the stars have an impact on us. And then last but not least, it's based on your thumbprint category name. Your thumbprint category name is the only thing that's non-negotiable in a reading. You cannot change that. You need to embrace it with all your heart. It's so to speak, your um, red thread. That's the only thing that gives you excuse me, a rough idea about your life. Mm. So I was wondering, do you need to be, I guess, spiritually fluent in other healing modalities to do this or anybody could do this? Oh, anyone can do it. Okay, good. Many times we have... um, spiritual virgins if you wish novices who come uh, it's a very first spiritual experience right and my job is to be out there be the face of this institute and explain things as best as i possibly can so people first of all don't come in with false expectations and two are able to cope or utilize process the very powerful reading that there is now, um, as I explained to you before, it, uh, the, the, the reading is here to help you create a better life for yourself. And it's based on these three aspects that I told you. And the reading gives you what we do in our institute. We give you a whole life reading, which means it covers all aspects of life. That would mean health, spirituality, family, kids, grandchildren, uh, career, money, education, you name it. All the aspects that are important to a human being. 
and uh, it gives you the good, the bad, and the ugly. As I said, it's not sugar-coated. It's a raw reading. And the primary aim is, the only aim is to help you create a better life. And so when it's good, that means a period is here to do X. It's a good period. I don't know, I'm just making this up. Write a book, move, start a family, uh, you name it, change careers. But whether you do it or not is up to you because you got free will and choice. We can only show you the water and uh, the rest is up to you. And if it's bad or ugly, which means a block is identified in your life, embrace that with all your heart as a blessing in disguise. Because up until now, you were kind of like a blind person wandering through a big dark forest and bumping against, against trees and no idea why things were happening to you. But now we tell you, man, there is a block in this area of your life. A health issue, a money issue, a relationship issue, no idea, uh, whatever it could be. Now that you know it, you can do something about it. And the good news about palm leaf readings is that for each and every block identified in your reading, at the very end of the reading, you get a puja reading, which means a remedy reading so that you can work on overcoming the block. So when I, I keep saying that the, the secret in all this is your thumbprint, that's a secret because it's connected to your thumbprint. Yeah. But the real power, the magic, the beauty of a reading is, uh, are the pujas because the pujas are here to help you overcome a block and hence be able to create a better life for yourself. And uh, in order to maybe explain what a puja is, first of all, literally translated, a puja means um, he, um, uh, a prayer ceremony, prayer ceremony or ceremonial act. That's what it means, literally translated. But in Western terminology, when I give talks, I always say it's kind of like a, an energy shifting exercise. That's what it is. Yeah. When you meditate, it's an energy shifting exercise. When you go to church and pray, that's an energy shifting exercise. And, and a puja really is also only an energy shifting exercise. That's what it does. If we can all agree that life, and it doesn't matter what aspects of life, the desk my computer is on, our conversation here, the video I'm on, the food that we eat, all of it is just energy in different shapes and forms. Yeah. And so if um, some area of your life goes well, okay. then that means that area of your life is as close as it can be to a sine curve, you know, a sine curve in mathematics, because a sine curve reflects perfection in mm -hmm. mathematical terms, perfection, sine curve, perfect flow to it. And if a certain part of your life is not going well, health-wise, money-wise, uh, relationship-wise, you name it, then obviously that sine curve is not flowing like a sine curve. It is a little screwed up. And the more screwed up it is, the more screwed up that aspect of your life is, is as well. So what then a puja is doing is it helps bring that aspect of your life to again, as close as possible to being a sine curve. And as soon as it starts uh, start changing, the flow of your energies, you naturally attract different energies. And by attracting different energies, it opens up ways and channels for you to then create a better life for yourself. Again, coming back to the number one and only purpose of a reading that mm -hmm. is here to help you, help you, because no one else can do it, create a better life for yourself. And, um, and that is the power of the pujas. The reading must only be taken as a guideline as a blueprint because life of course is way too complex to be set in stone right. everyday things change but if you can take it as your compass in life as your map in life 
then you can steer your ship in the direction that you want it to go. And by doing so, having a better life for yourself. But the pujas, the pujas must be taken verbatim because that is your way of showing the universe that you are serious about change and healing. Because why should the universe help you if you yourself don't put any effort and energy into your own healing, right? That is just the way I see the universe myself. So you put in the work and you do exactly as prescribed, not a day before, not a day later, not this, not that, but exactly as told. And then you will see that gradually and eventually things will start shifting for you. And that is the true power of a reading are the pujas helping you overcome the blocks identified in your reading. I want to keep it very short because I can talk for five hours. Now. Sorry I, about this. <laughs> I know we're of, running out of time anyway. Yeah, I know, I know. Because um, it's very complex. I know that. Mm -hmm. it, very deep, very intricate uh, and uh, life-changing. Can be very life-changing. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful stuff. So um, could you tell people how to reach out to you to do this? How they can... Of course. Thank you so much, Davina. Yeah, sure. Um, we have a website, of course, called IndianPalmLeafReading.com. IndianPalmLeafReading.com. You find us on social media, of course you do too. You know, uh, Facebook is in Palm Reading, our Instagram is in Palm Reading, mm, our YouTube channel is in Palm Reading uh, Institute. By the way, please go to our YouTube channel because there you you'll be able to see quite many full readings we have had over the years. Seekers that were so kind and generous, allowing us to make their very private and personal experience public because they wanted to. So to have other people see what it actually is. So we're in the fortunate position now to have many folks, you know, men, women, old, you know, more mature, young, a 20 year old kid, a seven, several 70 year olds that are happy to share their experience with you mm -hmm. so that you can just check it out yourself and have a better understanding of what a reading is. Uh, I mean, I'm, a, I'm of course, as a person, Dr. Q is also on uh, social media as well and um the cost is a hundred dollars for the search 100 us dollars we're based in the us as i've told you before so all of our charges are, are done in, in us dollars uh search means you pay 100 bucks you submit your thumbprint and then we go on a physical search to find the bundle that hopefully contains your your leaf and that takes a while so please be patient and don't, and don't bombard us with email saying is my bundle found yet uh, we will let you know you know i'm half Austrian, so half Germanic, so I'm very organized, you can rest assured. At the same time, I'm half Persian, so I'm a very relaxed person at the same time. Um, and uh, after when, whatever time, we will send you an email saying, congratulations, we found your bundles. And then you can choose to have your matching and reading done in a three to three and a half hour session, because it takes about 60 minutes, 45 minutes to match it, and then an hour and a half or so for your reading, depending on how many questions you have, of course. And that part costs you $400, 400 $100 for the search, you pay up front, and only the $400 uh, kick in once we found bundles for you. If for whatever reason uh, we cannot find bundles for you, and then of course we will refund the, the $100 to you. Uh, we search for six months. Remember the energies uh, that I said, um, the, your reading is depending on three things, your energies, reading mm -hmm. astrology, and uh, your thumbprint. Uh, these energy cycles change every six months. So if you cannot find in a six-month period your bundles, that means in this six-month period, you don't have 
bundles and we refund the monies, but don't get upset or be stressed out. You just resubmit it because it could mean in the next six month cycle, there is a bundle for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.